This is the Visual Developers Podcast with your hosts, Matt Varghese and Ben Parker. From maker interviews to tutorials and more, we're here to talk about all things no code. Hi, everybody. Ben here from Visual Dev FM. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Varghese. Hello, hello. And you know him as at Matt Varu on everything social and the web platforms. And uh, so, and you can find me at Riley Richter on social media uh, if you want to talk to me. I know, not Ben Parker, Riley Ray, it's weird. Just go with it. Um, and so today we're continuing our series on how to blog with no code tools. And so, if you didn't get to listen to the first episode, in the very first episode, we talked about um, just the general approach and like why you might not want to use WordPress and why you would you would choose to use a no-code tool. So for this uh, project, we chose to use Webflow. Um, we both are Webflow people and advocates and fans and thought it was the best tool that we could we could use. And so in that first episode, we talked a little bit about the, the generalities you know, the, the pieces of why you might approach building a blog with no code, but we didn't really get into the meat and potatoes. You know, some people who are listening to that first episode, you might have been saying, you know, what about this plugin that I use with WordPress and what about commenting systems and how does this work with Webflow? Well, we wanted to tackle all of that in this episode. And then along with this episode, we're going to drop some new things. Uh, Matt, you want to talk about what you've been working on? Yeah, so I recently I've been working on a little side project um, in the web development space, and I needed a way to turn checkboxes into toggles um, because I didn't really like the way the checkbox looked, but I um, was having trouble. So you mean like toggle on and off? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, so like a little toggle switch, like, you know, maybe in iOS, like there, there's, a, there's a bunch of toggle switches in the settings panel. I wanted to achieve that same look um, and functionality. You know, I needed it to fire off a, a true or false um, event for my system, um, which it, you can do with checkboxes really easily. But, you know, if you just want the, the look and feel of a, of a toggle switch, you know, you can create that in Webflow. And you can also do it, you can also create the functionality in Webflow by using Interactions 2.0 or Lottie, um, you know, shout out to Lottie um, with the new release. But um, one of the tools that I found was Bootstrap Toggle, which is um, a third-party library that's intended to work with Bootstrap projects, um, but we figured out a way to make it work with a Webflow project. So you there will be a style guide that you can change all of the colors. Um, we defined all of Bootstrap's default colors, like primary and danger and warning and all of that. You can change those to your heart's desire, set hover states, all that good stuff. Um, essentially, you just need three snippets of code, which we've all provided, um, and you'll be set. You can, and the project will be clonable, um, and you can go from there. And I want to brag on that for a second because what's awesome about this is if you've used any of these projects before, you have to be able to, like, go through the code and like swap out all of your colors and all of the styling. Matt set it all up so you can style it visually in Webflow. So if you want to change the way the toggles look, you don't need to know how to code. You just need to be able to push some pixels around on the screen in Webflow. Super cool. So head on over to the site, clone that. It is awesome. Uh, the other thing is with this episode, we're going to talk about some details of 
you know, how to tackle some of these smaller issues or, or I guess maybe bigger issues to you uh, in Webflow. But uh, with this with this episode, we're also dropping a clonable of a blog. So in that, um, I have some video tutorials on how to set up some of these things that we're talking about uh, today in this episode. So you can watch those one at a time. They're shorter this time and kind of bite-sized and cut up. So you can kind of choose what you want to tackle. And then two, it's a clonable blog template with a bunch of different stuff in it. Hero sections that you can choose from and layouts for a team of people or authors and layouts for projects. So that you can kind of quickly, uh, using these pre-built sections, lay out a blog, add your own styling, and then take off and get going. So super excited about all this stuff. We're happy to give this away and, and put it in your hands. So hopefully you guys are building cool things with it. The other thing that we wanted to do was we wanted to encourage you to, after this episode is over, if you're building a blog, a no-code blog, it doesn't matter what tool you're using, you're using Webflow, whatever, we'd love to see the work that you're doing. So please, please share that with us. Um, you know, Send it our way on social media. Send it to us through the site. We'd love to share it out and show other people what you're, what you're working on. So, For sure. So now that we've got through all the, the pre-interview, pre-episode goodies, you guys would like just get to it. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to it. Matt, you want to talk a little bit about like what it is we were looking at and what we're, what we're going to try to tackle? Yeah, most definitely. So you know, like Ben said, this episode we wanted to get into the meat and potatoes of blogging with a no-code tool. And one of the biggest questions we wanted to tackle is, you know, like Ben said, with those plugins, can a no-code tool replicate that same functionality? Um, because you know, you'll hear, what about commenting? What about forms? What about backups? You know, I have X, Y, and Z plugins um, on WordPress. How, can, how do you expect me to go over to Webflow without these integrations? Um, so we wanted to take a look at whether a no-code tool could replicate that same functionality. And the answer in short is yes. So we're going to break down what it looks like um, to do a certain function in WordPress, you know, what plugin do you need? And what does it look like to do it, do that in web, that same function in Webflow? So let's start with um, forms. Obviously, you need them, contact forms, submission forms, all that good stuff. Break that down for us. Yeah, so in WordPress, if you've ever been a WordPress developer or built anything in WordPress, what you know is that building forms uh, can be a pain in the rear end. It's something that can be super frustrating. And so um, there are plugins that help make this easier. There's um, a WP form uh, plugin. Um, if you're just needing like a contact form on your site, a lot of people use just the native contact form from, that comes from uh, Jetpack, which is a part of WordPress's core plugins. Um, so there's that functionality there, but like if you're really needing to go the extra mile, uh, you know, uh, you might, you, you might have some more freedom with Webflow, which is what, which is what we want, right? That's the whole part of the no code experience is I don't know how to sit down and write PHP and get what I need out of Webflow. Yeah. How, how do I, now how do I do this? And the good, good news is in Webflow, uh, you know, you can drop in a form block, Matt, you've built plenty of web, web, Webflow sites, you know, I think a standard form when you drop in a form block is name, email address, and a submit button, but there are all kinds of other fields available, right? Like, um, uh, Radio buttons, form file upload, all of that good stuff. Yeah, check boxes, text areas, and you can natively style these in Webflow. And once again, the freedom here is with Webflow is instead of just dropping in a pre-built form block that 
may sort of match your site. You know, if you're using a, a form builder and a plugin where, you know, you got to go through and do all the little, there's nothing worse than styling a theme and getting it just right. And then in WordPress, and then you install a plugin and it's a form and you've got to go through and select all the colors again, just for the form and go through all these details. Um, you know, none of that in Webflow, everything's going to match what you've done before you style it once and forget it. Um, and you can reuse all those blocks. So super powerful. And then just a lot of options, like you said, form uploads. And, and so if you have people have file uploads and things like that, that they want to take submissions, it makes it super, super easy. So, and even with something simple, like forms like that, those forms can be connected to MailChimp or constant contact, or you can, we've seen it with your stuff, you know, with what you did at the Webflow meetup here in OKC, you know, connect that form to Zapier and, you know, run a bunch of actions. So it can be a simple form or it can be extended in Webflow without having to write any code at all, really, um, to be a very useful tool. And you can still, if you're addicted to your, the tools that you've used for a while, you know, if you're like, I like Typeform, great. It's really easy to just copy that embed code, paste into Webflow, or maybe it's Jotform or Wufu if you're still old school like that, you know. Uh, but, you know, whatever it is, like whatever your poison is, you can, you can pick it, you can place it into your project, and you can still roll with it. So uh, Forms was one of the things we wanted to talk about. What, what were the other... Uh, plugin categories that were pretty prominent. Yeah, I know SEO is a big one. And my personal experience with Webflow SEO is, I mean, it's super easy to do. You know, you can do it um, from the page settings and you can set your, your meta descriptions and your titles and all that. But then you can also set your, you know, your open graph stuff for social sharing um, and all of that good stuff. And it's all so easy to do. You don't have to mess with um, actually like creating the HTML for it or anything like that. It's literally just a field. Um, you hit publish and then that's done. So what does that look like in WordPress? Cause I don't have any experience in WordPress. So with WordPress, what people typically use is, um, I want to say Yoast is it's been a while, but Yoast SEO is the plugin that everybody goes to. Um, and honestly, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm an authority on SEO or, or I could speak extensively about that experience. Um, but people, uh, people who, who use Yoast will swear by it. Like if you use Yoast SEO, it's so funny. People who use it, they're like, but I can't anything without Yoast. I can't function. I don't know how to move forward. Um, and so it's not the same exact experience in Webflow, but, but like you said, I can go through what's really great about Webflow is, I, I can, it's all dynamic. So I can put in, and for my page title, I can choose that to be the name of my blog post dynamically. And then that automatically gets set for open graph. And if I've got an image tied to that collection item, I can automatically pull in that image for social sharing as that open graph image. And I can automatically set the short description of my blog post for my meta description of my of my post, right? That's going to be so everything is is tied together, um, and and I'm using that collections those collections really well. Also, on top of that, there's some other things. There's some custom code. I know it's no code, <laughs> uh, but there is some custom code that you can put in uh, for some SEO pieces. Um, and I think that there is a really good Webflow blog post about this. I'm going to link to those things in the show description so you can check those out. It should be really easy for you to add to your project. Um, and take advantage of. But SEO, check. You can do that with Webflow. Uh, personally, uh, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I helped a friend launch a blog 
his his audience is crazy. His SEO is unbelievable, and we didn't do anything but the out of the box features in Webflow. So, can you get good SEO with Webflow? Yes, a thousand times. For sure, most definitely. So, moving on. Um, a, a couple other big categories, security and backups. I know for me, like I said, I don't have experience with WordPress, so I don't know how this world is. But for me, you know, with backups and Webflow, it's auto saves on every auto saves a backup on every 20th save, and you can create manual backups of your own. So whenever I'm tweaking something and I'm pretty sure I'm about to mess it up, I don't even like wait for the auto save. I just create it, create it, call it, title it before I f this up, and um, <laughs> you know, go from there. And like with security. That's not even a thought for me. I just I don't know why I should have to worry about that as a user. So explain to me how this works in Webflow because I'm like I said I'm it's foreign to me. So in WordPress, whenever you're using security, um, I think we mentioned this in the last episode, but it's kind of like uh, you know say a prayer uh, if you're religious, you know like whatever it is you do, rub that rabbit's foot if you're feel you know need to feel lucky. Um, and go to sleep and hope to God that things stay completely secure. Because uh, when there are vulnerabilities, you know, it, it's it's real easy to to feel anxious about it. You know, it's once you read about something new and you're like, oh, I need to update. And, and then, you know, like for me, I had eight to ten WordPress sites to update. And it's updating them all and making sure, um, you know, when I update them, I don't break all the plugins or other functionality so I can be secure. And then... What version of PHP am I running? Because will it work with all of that? So there's so many pieces that that play are at play here. And so you definitely want to make sure that you have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed whenever you're running a, a WordPress site. At least that was my experience and how I felt with it. And I know other people say it's not that big a deal. And and truly, you know, if you've got a great once again, you can pay out of the box for some really great security, but you're going to have to pay um, for a host who can really take care of you on this front. But um, if you do, you know, you don't have to do a lot of work on it. They'll maintain it for you. Or, you know, if you're maintaining it yourself, it can still be it can be pretty stressful. So um, so security, uh, the good news is with Webflow, you just like you said, you don't have to think about it. You publish your site and then you forget it. You don't think about it anymore. You don't really consider it anymore. It's just done. Right. Like I published my site. I sleep at night. I don't have to worry about security. The people at Webflow have my back. So that's the really good. The backups part, like you said, is even better. Um, so uh, knowing that as I work in the designer, it's going to auto-save backups for me um, is beautiful. You know, Knowing that I can open this up and go back and look at previous versions of my site, and I can restore those, or I can open them up and copy and paste content from one to the other, um, and it's always available to me. It's a super powerful feature to have, and it's way above and beyond anything I have experienced in a, a WordPress environment. So moving on, um, a lot of tools that other web WordPress designers use is um, Elementor or Beaver Builder, and these are essentially drag-and-drop builders um, for WordPress. So this, again, it, it's foreign to me because... Uh, all I've known my entire life, Squarespace and Webflow, is drag-and-drop builders. So what does this look like? How do you build a website in WordPress if you don't have drag-and-drop builder? You're having to write all the code? 
Yeah. So typically people will just take a theme and install it. And then, you know, there are some things, some options you can, people will build into the themes where you can go in and um, use tools to change, you know, primary colors and secondary colors and maybe some of your fonts or whatever. And you can build your nav out. Uh, But like if you want to customize the layout of your site, you better get to learning some PHP, right? Like you, you're going to need to play with some code or you're going to need to know some HTML. And so, you know, if you can code HTML, CSS, you can build some things and it's not super complicated, but it's anytime you incorporate those you know, WordPress hooks where I'm pulling content from WordPress and displaying it out and then styling it, um, you know, it's not super complicated if you know how to code, but if you don't know how to code, it's, you know, it's like trying to move a mountain with your mind. It's just so it's so hard. And so um, Elementor has come along, um, Beaver Builder, these things where you can literally drag, drop, move things around, pre-built sections. You know, it's kind of a no-code styler. And that's cool. But once again, that that is what Webflow is, right? Webflow is a no-code builder. So instead of having to... Uh, take those pieces. And we talked about this in the first episode, but seven hundred take those pieces as they are and then try to shove content in them or try to figure out, look at the code and figure out what you can take out or put in. Uh, you can just kind of build from scratch with Webflow and get exactly what you want. So, um, so that's, that's the plus with, with Webflow. For sure. Okay. So let's, if I wanted to extend the, um, functionality of my WordPress website and integrate e-commerce, which as we, we've we seen in the past, you know, a lot of WordPress websites have e-commerce. Um, they're typically using WooCommerce. Um, I know I can achieve this functionality in Webflow. <laughs> I know I can achieve this functionality in Webflow with Webflow e-commerce. Um, if I'm running a basic store, you know, what does this look like with WordPress and what does this look like with Webflow? Yeah, I mean, so with WordPress, you know, you use you use Woo WooCommerce, um, Woo, as I said before, and uh, super exciting. But I mean, it's not hard to use; it's just time consuming to me because uh, I always feel like anytime I'm working in that WordPress backend, like you click and it's like wait five seconds and then click again and wait another five seconds, and so anytime you're adding in content, can be a little bit time consuming. But uh, you can. You should be able to, you, you can bulk import as well. But um, so, you know, you got WooCommerce, you sell your products with your blog on WordPress. But then, as you mentioned, with Webflow has the native e-commerce offering. And so with native e-commerce, you know, you can do uh, you can customize the style to look exactly what you want, customize your cart exactly the way you want it. And then Webflow has reference and multi-reference fields. So you can literally um, say for this blog post, show these products and at the bottom you can put in a list and show just the products affiliated with that blog post so encouraging people to buy right there which is pretty stinking awesome to uh, not have people bounce to another another site you know a, a lot of times you'll see this too if people aren't using woocommerce they're using shopify or or something similar and you click on a product and you bounce and you know you just left the site right like 
it, the colors are the same, but this is in by by no means am I on the same side anymore. It looks different. Things have changed. Um, I literally had a client who did that exact same thing. Their website is in, and was built in WordPress, but when you hit shop in the nav bar, it took you to shop.clientname.com, and it was a Squarespace website. So e-commerce was also, it looked nothing like the, the, the main site, they, but they didn't even care. They were just like, just give us the functionality however you can. And, you know, like you said, it, it just creates, it adds friction to the process. So, you know, we want to keep everyone on the same page um, and make, and make that that process as frictionless as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, being able to like uh, make it easier for the user, super amazing. But then, also, just I mean, it's two thousand nineteen. It's almost twenty twenty. Why can't I have things look the way I want them to look without being an expert? Right. And this is one of the things that you can do with Webflow is you can style your cart, you can style your store, and then the store can can still be hosted right there on the same site. So everything looks the same. It's really consistent. They never leave that one project, but they're getting your content, they're getting your products all in the same place, which is super cool. So, you know, you've got that. And, and, you know, the other thing that people talk about all the time is analytics, which, you know, there, there are plugins for that with WordPress. But, you know, Webflow, we have integrations with Webflow built in with Google Analytics, uh, Pixel, um, Google Optimize, so you can do A-B testing. There are so many things that are built in like that that make it super easy. You just go to Google Analytics, Grab your tracking code, paste it in, publish your site. Boom. It's pretty, pretty simple. So you don't have to worry about installing a plugin or another piece of software because it's native with, with web. Right, right, for sure. So those are the, the main ones. Do you have any others that you can think of that we should you know yeah. touch on? Yeah, so one of the things we talked about was commenting. Um, yeah, how do you add a commenting system? Well, with Webflow... We have um, custom code embeds. And so with that custom code embed, you can copy and paste in um, code snippets from other other sources, other platforms. And so one of the very popular ones is Discus, um, which is Discuss. D-I-S-Q-U-S, <laughs> Discus, Discuss. I don't know. I would call it Discus. Um, if I'm saying it wrong, feel free to yell at me on social media about it. But... Um, you can sign up for a free account there, um, add in your domain. It gives you a chunk of code. You basically hit a button, you copy it, and then you paste it into your Webflow project and then save and publish. And now you've got a commenting system on your on your Webflow blog. Um, with this, how, epi- how did we roll that out so, ourselves for, for our website? Yeah, so uh, for us on, on visualdev.fm, we actually used... Discourse, which is a forum, um, and I installed that and got it up and running using DigitalOcean. And you can embed, so you can basically say when there's a new blog post or when there's a new episode, whatever it might be, whatever page it's on, create a forum topic that matches that. It's Discourse does it for you, and then it embeds the comments beneath your post. And then when people want to comment, they click on join the discussion or start the discussion and it takes them to the forum. And so the conversations happen in the forum, but you see all that conversation on the same page, which is cool. That's a cool way to do it. That's a lot more heavy lifting. I'm working on a tutorial for that with this episode. I've got a tutorial on how to use discus 
So how do we install that? Um, There's also another option. So Discus does a lot of, like, there's, if you open the console, just a lot of tracking and a lot of crazy things happening. Um, And, you know, ads and tracking tracking is in like they are tracking the end user or yeah, like the person yeah. hosting the blog oh yeah. okay so discus is just it's sneaky like that right uh and they have a lot of different services like well discus you you can do comments but you can also i think do recommended articles where you it'll show links to other articles that are similar to yours across the web and you can cross link and you know all but um, for those of you who are more privacy minded, there's uh, there's a platform called Coral Talk that was built, and it is really cool. It's meant for news websites, and it actually, if you ask them to host it for you, is super expensive. But they give it away for free, and I've got a tutorial on how you can do this for free um, and use it for free with your word with your Webflow blog. So um, if you've created a blog with Webflow and you want to use Coral Talk. Got a, I've got a tutorial on how to use that as well, just a video tutorial that goes with this episode and that free clonable. So if that's the kind of comments you want to install, you totally can. So um, there are a few different services out there. And in fact, if you search for commenting for a static site or for a non-WordPress site, there are a bunch of different systems out there. And they all pretty much work the same. Uh, you, they give you a code you can copy and paste. You paste it in the Webflow, publish the site. And now you've got commenting on your Webflow blog. so For sure. And I guess there's also the dreaded Facebook comments. Uh, (laughs) I mean, if you're a a Facebook fan, I guess it's not dreaded. But uh, if you don't like Facebook, you know, uh, maybe maybe it's not something that you love so much. But anyway. If if you are privacy-minded, don't even include that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, sorry. I probably shouldn't be throwing so much shade. But uh, (laughs) I just... uh, all the shade. I, I'm just not. You know, Facebook. Facebook deserves it. Yeah, they, <laughs> they know what they built. They, yeah. When I see the so tangent, have you seen the Facebook group commercials where it's like feel good music, and it's like dads taking their daughters to baseball games, and I, I'm like, oh, I have a much different perception of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people do, especially after the whole Cambridge Analytica stuff. Yeah, it's definitely definitely weird we're we're definitely down the rabbit hole here right right <laughs> back to back to the main topic so uh we so those are the those are the biggest pieces right um and then also with this i'm going to show you how i've got a tutorial on how to get that zoom like functionality so if you ever um go to medium i love medium um at least i love the look there's just a simplicity to the look of their site right and you read those articles, it's really clean. And they have this really cool feature. You click on any image, it zooms in, and then you can scroll or click and it goes away. Um, and that's just like a really cool functionality to have in a blog. I show you how you can add that in to your Webflow blog uh, in, in a tutorial. I got a short little video tutorial for that. Um, so you'll want to check on that. And then I guess the last piece to talk about before because I want Matt to weigh in on some Squarespace stuff because Matt's sort of like the Squarespace expert. I'd love to hear Squarespace, WordPress, Webflow because um, Squarespace is technically still a no-code tool, right? But um, I, I want to get there. But, you know, the other piece is social sharing. You know, there are these plugins that you can get with WordPress where it makes it really easy to share your posts or your site um, on Facebook or 
Twitter or wherever it is you want your audience or wherever they want to share it. And a lot of people ask, you know, how do I replicate that same sort of functionality with Webflow? Um, the Webflow blog uses Add This. I've used that pretty successfully on a couple of sites. And we're using it on our site. And I've got, a once again, a small tutorial that goes with this episode that shows you how you can integrate that with your, with your Webflow blog. So enough of me rambling. I want to hear from Matt... On Square, so Matt, when we we talk about all these functionality, all this functionality, and all these features in WordPress and Webflow, what does that look like in Squarespace? Right. So, I think Squarespace is a good tool. I'm not going to dog on Squarespace. It's it's good for those that are wanting something super simple. You can get up and running in literally like five minutes. You just slap on a template. But, you know, it's at the cost of you don't really get much flexibility and your design pretty much looks like everybody else, everybody else's. So um, I think one of the biggest things uh, that Webflow has over Squarespace is the ability to add all of these different field types, you know, plain text, rich text fields, um, numbers, like there's so many different fields types you can add to your CMS. You know, I think you're limited to 30 on the CMS plan and 60 on the, the business hosting plan. Um, with Squarespace, it's kind of like, you know, you create a blog, I don't know if they call it, I think they call it collection, um, a blog collection, like essentially a blog page. And then in that you click a plus sign and you create your posts. Um, and it's essentially like you have a title field, you know, you have a little thumbnail image, you have your post body, an excerpt field, um, and then the slug. And that's about it. That's like what you can change. So like if you wanted, you know, I, I've done this before, I think on our company website, you know, I want a short excerpt for like a homepage, like a one sentence snippet, but I want a longer excerpt for the, for the blog page. You cannot do that with Squarespace. You can't do any sort of additional fields. You can't pull anything else in. It's, Squarespace is like, you know, you use our, our data fields or you don't, but like you can't, you can't add in your own fields. It's not even possible with like custom code. Maybe if you did a lot, a lot of custom code, like you integrated some sort of database or something, but um, it's just very rigid. Um, so I think that is where Webflow is the big winner and where it shines. Um, you know, you create the design exactly how you want, and then you can add as many fields as you want. Um, and I think one of the things that we did not touch on yet, um, which you have far more experience in than I do, is conditional visibility. Um, and like WordPress does not have that. Squarespace, at least I think WordPress doesn't have it. You can touch on that some more. Squarespace definitely does not have that um, functionality. So can you touch on conditional visibility and why it's so important? Man, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, so with WordPress, you could do it. You would either need a template that supports it or you would have to, once again, you're going to need to know how to code. So break out the PHP courses and, and get, get, to, get to typing. But basically, conditional visibility in Webflow is, is where I can say, okay, um, if this field is set or if this toggle switch is flipped in my CMS where I created the item, then show this. If not, let's hide it. Um, so what it allows you to do is it allows you to do some really cool things. Let's say that you're running a blog and you're, you're going to have a variety of, of content. So you're going to have some content 
that's it's written and it's going to be text form. And then you're going to have posts where it's video centric and you want the video to like really stand out. And maybe you have a podcast and uh, that's probably better than this one. And you have an episode (laughs) that you're embedding in there and then you have notes. Right. And you want you don't want to have three different collections or three different databases. You want it to all to be in one because you want people to go to that one place. But you want the look to be a little bit different. Well, with Webflow, you can say, okay, here's my video section, and it's all wrapped in th- these divs. And if there's no video set, we're not going to show it. So if no, if I haven't added a video link, you won't be able to see it. Really simple, right? And then so same thing with maybe the audio player. If the audio player isn't toggled to on, show the audio player, we won't see it. And so they won't see it. So, um, you know, or, you know, if if I have toggled video one, show it, but it's not going to show the long text for a blog and it won't show the audio post, you know. So you have kind of these dynamic layouts that are available to you by using conditional visibility, you know. And, for sure. And the, I, I think it's also very helpful, like even like I to me, that's a very awesome um, use case, but it can even go super simple. Like when, like I just created a team page for a client and like underneath I have, you know, all, I have all these icons for their social platforms, but some people don't have a Twitter or some don't have a LinkedIn. So I can set it to say, only show this icon if the Twitter field is filled out. If not, don't even show it. So it can go very simple or like very complex and have all those layouts, which is awesome. Yeah, especially like if you have multiple people contributing to your blog, and you do have author profiles, and you say, from, you know, find them on social media here, 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 and here, and here. But not everybody has a Pinterest profile or, right. uh, you know, whatever. Well, if they don't have it, we're not going to show it. Don't worry about it. So you do have all of those those tools that are available to you, which lets you really take your blog to the next level. And, and once again, we, we stated this at the beginning of last episode, but the whole point of this is to make, make it content centric, content first, right? We want to put the content before everything else. So instead of the design, instead of, you know, uh, starting uh, with with how it looks or how it feels or, or what template I'm going to use, uh, we're going to start with what content do we have and how do we best build around it and really make it work. That's where it's good. That's where we're going to live, right? And honestly, those are the places that I love to visit on the web. When I think about really cool websites or companies. I think about the companies that really have a voice and when I visit their site it's just it wants it bleeds personality. That's those are the sites I love going to. I, I like it when it's easy to know the story. I like it when it's really easy to 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 get that tone and feel and 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 know what they're saying and it all just kind of flow both visually and from the content. So um but but that's kind of what you have the power to do when you're using Webflow to blog instead of WordPress. So so I guess that kind of wraps it up. Uh, uh, we we had slated, we were said we might do three episodes on this. We are not doing three episodes on blogging. This is the last one. Lots <laughs> of free stuff and, and, and videos here now. So like I said, the beginning, Matt's got a cool project. You can get your blog clonable and take it and get rocking. And then I've got some how-to videos on the commenting and the social sharing and all those different things how you can add those. And even I made a quick video on how to use the blog template I made. So getting started with it, you can choose sections. I built sections for portfolios, for a photographer, for, you know, whatever 
you might have an interest in, you know, card layouts, regular layouts, and you can kind of pick and choose and then hopefully build off of that if it's something you need. If not, you may be saying, I'm just ready to get started. Go get it if you're a designer. I'm looking forward to seeing what you're making. But let's talk about next week. Uh, Matt, you want to talk about what's coming up in the next episode? Yeah, so in the next episode, we are going to have an interview with the awesome Lacey Kessler. She is the founder of No Code Creators, um, and she does a lot of really awesome things with you know in the world of YouTube tutorials. She's messed around with Glide app a lot. I'm pretty sure she comes from a world of programming, um, but has recently or for a while been in the No Code space, um, and has really been you know pushing the boundaries on these tools. So we got an episode coming up with her. Um, and then the week after that, we're going to be talking about Glide App a little bit more, which is another no-code tool. Uh, it's based around Google Sheets, um, but you can do a lot of really cool things with that as well. I'm so excited to talk to Lacey and hear her story. So if you want to hear about somebody who is a true no-code champion and is an awesome voice in the no-code space, then you definitely need to listen to this episode. And if you haven't checked out uh, any of her YouTube videos you need to go check out her YouTube videos. You need to follow Absolutely. her on Twitter at Lacey Kessler, um, and there'll be a link in this show description so you can go follow her. But looking forward to talking with her. That's going to be cool. And then, yeah, we're going to – we're gonna. I think Matt and I have talked about each coming up with an app idea and each building an app and just kind of seeing – just showing out, seeing what we can do with Glide because it's super fun. Um, and so we're looking forward to that. If there's a specific tool you'd like to hear us tackle or you'd like to see us put together tutorials on, you know, don't hesitate to reach out and let us know because we want to hear from you um, and, and we definitely want your feedback. So um, and we want this to be a good resource for you. So um, but interview with Lacey, some more no code app development uh, in the coming weeks. And uh, and we hope you enjoy some this. clonables and some clonable, a lot more clonables. So a lot more free stuff to give away. And we really uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and, and, uh, and we, we, like we said, we want to see the blogs that you've created. So if there's something that you've created, definitely hit us with that so we can share it with the community. Cause we'd love to be able to show off some of the work you're doing. So, um, go have fun making cool crap without writing a single line of code. That's what, that's what we want you to be able to do. And we want to empower you to do that. So, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to visualdev.fm. You can find us on your favorite social media platform at visualdev.fm. 